Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron, Biblical Archaeology Today. We're so thankful you've chosen to be with us. We're today looking at the top archaeological discoveries of 2018. This is something that Christianity Today does yearly, and it is absolutely fantastic. And the accumulation of biblical artifacts and proofs for scripture are, again, is accumulating at an extremely rapid rate. You may want to make yourself a journal of the things you learn here every day, especially these top tens, because, I mean, you just do two or three of these top tens, and you've got, you know, you're talking to somebody about the proofs of scripture, and they're like, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, you know, and I was just confronted online on our YouTube channel, New Life of Albany, Georgia. Somebody said, well, there's no biblical archaeology, if I remember correctly, that confirms scripture. And uh, I was like, you just, that's not true. <laughs> Obviously, they don't listen to the podcast. So let's jump in. ChristianityToday.com, ten, the top 10 discoveries of 2018. Biblical Yerushalem, or Jerusalem, inscription on an ancient column. Archaeologists uncovered an inscription on a pillar and an excavation of an ancient potter's village near the western edge of the modern city of Jerusalem earlier this year. The inscription includes the word Jerusalem, the name of Jerusalem written in Hebrew and was dated to 100 B.C. The potter's village no doubt served the many pilgrims who were on their way to the Temple of Jerusalem just a few miles to the east. It calls to mind the potter's field in Matthew 27 and 7. Number nine, the clay pomegranate found at Tel Shiloh. This is where the tabernacle was. Tel Shiloh, the site where the Jewish tabernacle and the Holy Ark were located between the Israelite conquest and the building of the temple in Jerusalem, yielded an unusual clay pomegranate in an excavation this year. In the Bible, the pomegranate's common temple decoration and a small pomegranate decorations hung from hymns of the robes of the priest. That's interesting. Could it be? Number eight, Eshar Haddon inscriptions found at the Shrine of Jonah. In 2014, ISIS blew up the Shrine of the Prophet Tomb of Jonah in the Iraqi city of Mosul. I've done an episode on the Tomb of Jonah several months ago. The now-destroyed Muslim shrine has been situated on a mound where archaeologists soon found the remains of a palace of the Assyrian king Eshar Haddon. E-S-A-R-H-A-D-D-O-N, not S-R. The king's name is referenced in inscriptions discovered in tunnels Isis dug into the mound as the group searched for artifacts to sell on the antiquities market. Today, archaeologists are using these tunnels to investigate the temple mounds. Old Testament references S.R. Haddon when discussing the assassination of his father Sennacherib, who was the king who ravaged much of Hezekiah's kingdom of Judah and unsuccessfully besieged Jerusalem. Esar Haddon himself reigned from 681 to 669 BC. Information archaeologists discovering the remains of his palace will tell us more about the latter days of the kingdom of Assyria than of the time of Jonah, who lived almost a century earlier and whose actual final resting place is unknown. But it does have a long tradition. Number seven, a Semitic abyssidiary found in Egypt. Abyssidiary is a like a school notebook for learning letters found on a wall. 
Biblical history intersects multiple times with history of writing, as illustrated by an inscribed piece of limestone discovered in 1995 and a tomb along the west bank of the Nile, Luxor. University of British Columbia Egyptologist Thomas Schneider has deciphered the letters and announced this year that it's abyssidiary, a very early version of the Semitic alphabet in ABC order, which is fascinating. And, you know, there is much speculation, prominent speculation, that uh, Joseph and Manasseh created the first 22-character alphabet. The excavated tomb dates back to 1450, the time of Moses, according to the biblical chronology. It's suggestive. Moses wrote down everything the Lord had said. He wasn't the only one writing in a Semitic script in Egypt at that time fascinating paleo hebrew also called classical hebrew came from hieroglyphics you can see that clearly online some great books being written on that unlooted royal family tomb at megiddo that's rare most of them have been looted because they were buried with their treasures canaanite tomb excavated at tell or mount megiddo in 2016 that's the biblical Armageddon, basically. Armageddon is the mountains of Megiddo. And announced earlier this year, has revealed new information about the inhabitants of one of the most famous and important ancient cities in the region. At the original announcement last mark, archaeologists marveled at the 3,700-year-old tomb. It was still intact and unlooted, yielding the remains of a man, a woman, and a child, all adorned with gold and silver jewelry. From the tomb, archaeologists expect to learn much more about the Canaanite culture that existed in Israel during the time of the patriarchs. Indeed, just a few weeks ago, it was reported that residue of one of the jugs from the tomb was discovered to be vanilla. I don't know if that's the infamous beaver anal glands. You can Google that. Which was not thought to have been known or used in this part of the ancient world at that time. Finding illustrates the both spice trade of the ancient world. Think of the Queen of Sheba, among other things. Number five, Becca weight from the Temple Mount. An extra careful processing of archaeological recovered dirt called the wet sifting process has resulted in many more tiny but significant discoveries in recent years, such as the Beka weight announcement re recently. It's explained in Exodus 38:26, the Beka was used to measure the half shekel temple text due from each member of the community. This tiny weight, 5.5 grams or 0.2 ounces, when inscribed with the Hebrew letter spelling Bika, was discovered in excavations near Robinson's Arch in the southwestern corner of the Temple Mount. It's believed to have been used to weigh the temple tax during the first temple period. Number four, Governor of Jerusalem seal impression. By the way, that's huge, number five. Number four, in 2017, while cleaning out dust between stones in an ancient Jerusalem wall, archaeologists discovered a biblical title heretofore unattested by archaeology, governor of the city. As the dust was carefully sifted, a clay seal impression was recovered. The image on the clay depicted two figures facing each other in the inscription. The governor of the city, much like a modern mayor, is mentioned in 2 Kings 23.8, looked at the Bible being confirmed where the author lists a man named Joshua as the governor of the city in the days of Hezekiah. And in Second Chronicles 18.25, where the author notes Ammon as governor of the city in the days of Jehoshaphat. Number three, if it proves valid, is fascinating. Another seal impression surfaced in 2018, this one with the actual name, one of the most important Old Testament prophets, Isaiah. 
It nearly says Isaiah the prophet, but because there's a letter missing at the end, it's unclear if it actually refers to a personal name. One piece of evidence that suggests the seal impression refers to the biblical prophet is a small piece of clay that archaeologists discovered in the area near Jerusalem's Temple Mount. The similar seal impression, which was found in 2015, says of King Hezekiah of Judah, a lot of evidence for Hezekiah biblically, biblical archaeology, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah are mentioned in the same verse 17 times in the Bible. The last two, that one's huge there though. The statue head of a biblical king from Abel Beth Maaka. This discovery might have shot to the top of the list if there was some way of identifying who the statue head depicts. There's no name or inscription. The best clue to his identity is the band around his head suggesting a crown. The tiny two-inch sculpture was found in 217 at Abel Beth Maaka, a site near the border between Israel and Lebanon, but caught the public's attention when it was placed on display at the Israel Museum last summer. It dates to the 9th century BC, so it could depict a king, the northern kingdom of Israel, such as Ahab or Jehu. A lot of evidence for both of those. But just as easy, it could be King Haziel of Damascus or King Ethbal of Tyre, the father of Jezebel. Either of those possibilities serve to buttress biblical claims. And then the Pontius Pilate seal ring. The name of Pontius Pilate, the Roman procurator who interrogated Jesus then ordered him crucified, has turned up for the second time in the archaeological record. The first time his name and title were found engraved in a stone discovered in 1961. Secondary use at Caesarea Maritima. Been there just a few weeks ago, scientists announced that a seal ring excavated in late 1960s at the Herodium Desert Palace just outside of Bethlehem. My dad and I at our hotel had a great view of that, by the way, when we stayed there several days. Also carried the inscription of pilots, not pilates. The inscription on the badly corroded ring was finally read using advanced photographic techniques. The copper alloy ring was probably not fancy enough to have actually been worn by Pilate, but you never know. It's more likely worn by someone who is authorized to act on Pilate's authority and who would use the seal to create official communications. So any one of these are really earth-shattering combined just in one year shows the flood tide of proofs the authenticity of scripture. I hope you believe every word I do. We're going to get judged by it one day, but it's our total life system of how to live the Christian life. Well, God bless you. You may want to make a journal of what you learn every day, and uh, you'll have a power-packed evidentiary uh, journal or notebook of proofs of scripture. Join us on Facebook and YouTube at New Life of Albany, Georgia. Also over at newlifeofalbany.com ask you to prayerfully consider joining with us, partnering with us in the ministry. We want to just reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is so good. And uh, also, click subscribe and share with your friends and family. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Look forward to seeing you. God bless you every day. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.